Welcome to the New Zealand Tech Podcast, presented by Paul Spain and guests. Welcome to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. This is episode number 90. You're with myself, Paul Spain. And myself, Emma Branham from TB3. And me, Paul, from iPhoneNewZealand.co.nz. Welcome along, guys. Uh, very nice to have you in the studio. Uh, your first time here, Paul? Yep, first time here. Thanks for having us. Great to uh, great to have your uh, representation from the uh, iPhone New Zealand uh, at team s- at such a critical time. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Emma, welcome, uh, welcome back. Good to be back. Now, uh, this. There's really a whole lot going on in the tech world right now. I can't remember a time that's really been any busier. We've been trying to whittle down the the agenda of things to cover, and there's just too many things to to get through. So we will do our best to uh, to get through everything that's happening uh, locally and a few uh, more international topics. Uh, now, first up, we just had uh, just had a little snippet of uh, of news through from uh, from our contacts that um, app, um, sheesh, I'm getting names mixed up here already. Uh, Sony are launching a new PlayStation here in two days' time on Thursday morning. New Zealand and well, New Zealand will be the first country in the world to launch the new PlayStation. Not the PlayStation Slim, the PlayStation Extra Slim is what uh, what it's being referred to at the moment. Uh, so uh, yeah, we just caught caught some news on that yesterday that it was coming into Australia, and uh, we found out today. Although Sony won't confirm that uh, that it'll be here in New Zealand on on Thursday, so something to look out for. Um, what we're hearing at the moment is um, pricing around the sort of four hundred dollar mark. There's two models: one which uh, are first for Sony because they've usually had a th- um, a large hard disk in the unit, so they've got one coming. Um, in actually, this one's a little bit further off. They've got one coming with twelve gigs of uh, internal storage, and the other one will have a five hundred gigabyte hard drive. And that's the one we expect to see on Thursday. So, for all the um, gaming and entertainment um, fanatics out there that are keen on um, PlayStation, then that's one you'll be able to get your hands on really soon. And that's this is supposed to be a lot smaller and lighter. Is it something like twenty percent smaller and a and a fourth lighter than these the the slim version? That, that's what there. Yeah, that's the sort of what we're hearing. So. Um, yeah, I, I guess that's happen, happening all around, isn't it, Paul? Yeah, <laughs> I thought Emma was talking about the iPhone already there. Um, yeah, it's great to see New Zealand getting that first first in the world. That's, that's very great to see, yeah. I mean, it's a bit of a transition that we've seen here. If we go back sort of even 18 months, it was very unusual to see products launching, you know, technology and consumer electronics products launching here in line with the rest of the world. But we're now... Uh, we're now starting to see ourselves right at the forefront. I mean, we're we're a few days behind on the iPhone yeah. five, uh, a week week behind. Uh, but you know, other products, Samsung Galaxy S three, we had that one here uh, in the New Zealand Australian markets. I think two days after the UK and Europe, and well ahead of the US. I think a lot of the problem previously was um, not only were we behind, but we had no idea when we were getting it. Um, you know, no information was fed through. But um, but you know, as you say, now things have changed. It's quite a clever marketing ploy as well sometimes because it does help to build the excitement. I mean, from a consumer's point of view, if you're thinking, oh, when can I go out and get one? When can I go out and get one? And you're watching to see what's happening around the world. Probably doesn't do some of these um, manufacturers too much harm on the on the sales scale. No, well, you know, the um, the closer they can line things up as there are these, you know, we're, we're moving to conversations that are global now with Twitter and Facebook and other social media you know everyone's talking about the new product and if they can line those launch days up dates up 
uh, yeah, I think it's. I'm, I'm pretty happy about it anyway. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm so stoked, stoked about it, yep. Now, the other one that we're hearing about that um, that I guess lines up with that talking about dates is that um, Emma TV3 and TV4 are bringing, um, bringing some of their programming through very, very close to the, uh, the Australia... Uh, the, US uh, dates. They are indeed. They're bringing over um, some of the, the favourite American shows that people love, such as Glee, are being shown very, very close to their dates, which is um, great for people who just can't bear to be behind what America's doing. Well, I think, you know, we've had that discussion on, on the show uh, a number of times in the past. And, um, you know, I know uh, Paul Brislin, one of our regular guests, is very sort of passionate about this that, you know, if, if, we have to wait for the programs to get to New Zealand on those ones which people are really into. Uh, then, you know, hey, they're not actually going to wait for it to be- become available on TV. They'll find another way to get, uh, you know, to get it. So I think it's great. I think, um, you know, we're talking about in some situations, you know, two or three hours off the uh, the time they're airing in the US that uh, we're going to have um, programs airing here in New Zealand, right? I think one of the most popular ones, How I Met Your Mother, that'll be um, a matter of hours after the American audience has seen it. And Fall's long-term goal, I think, is to get as, as much of this content as possible on, onto our screens as quickly as possible. Yeah, I was actually pretty surprised, I've got to say, when I when I heard this news yesterday. It wasn't. It sort of came a little bit left field. I didn't expect that, I think, I think that they, they were geared up to be able to do this. So I think they I'm pretty impressed. It. I'm pretty sure they trialled it last year with the American X Factor. Um, the billboards had hot off the satellite, you know. And yes. You, it was on TV before you could download it. Not that I watch that kind of thing, but <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so sure, tri- sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I think they uh, trialled it last year, and, and yeah, it's great to see. I, I, in my opinion, it's it's the biggest thing that's going to stop um, illegal downloading. I think getting the content there on time. Yeah, no, it's 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 good news. Uh, now, um, last week we talked about some new uh, Windows 8 tablet pricing, and it and it turned out that. Um, uh, this story got picked up sort of around around the world because we were the first and uh, we were the first in the world to uh, mention it was we had the uh, pricing for the new Acer Windows 8 tablets uh, and those are up on um, on my blog at techjungle.com if anyone wants to have a look uh, but we've also now heard about uh, pricing for Lenovo's uh, new uh, tablet so the ThinkPad tablet 2 and that's apparently launching in the US around 799 um, US dollars so yeah, I guess we'll see that it's the sort of twelve to thirteen hundred dollar uh, mark here in New Zealand. Um, so we are hoping to have more hands-on with some of the other new um, Windows 8 tablets and touchscreen devices over the next few weeks leading up to the launch. Uh, next week we will have um, the guys from HP on the show, and we'll be looking at um, what's new from uh, from Hewlett Packard in that space. Uh, we've had pretty good look at most of the most of the other uh, products that have been announced, or um, um, you know, that information's been released about. So by the time Windows 8 ships, the main uh, product I guess we'll be looking for will be that funky Surface tablet. That's the one everybody's waiting for. Yeah. 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 Um, be very interesting to see how it plays out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have heard that uh, there's likely to be some retail distribution of it in Australia, but uh, nothing confirmed for New Zealand yet. So. Well, we're on a bit of a roll. So. Well, maybe somebody will be jumping on a plane to go and get one. <laughs> I heard somebody did that last week to get the new iPhone. <laughs> You're breaking up a bit. <laughs> uh, now, um, 
other news that we had in the, in the last uh, in the last few days since the last show, as I said, there's a lot going on. Uh, HTC, who have been a big player in the Android and the Windows Phone uh, market, have announced uh, their two new Windows Phone 8 devices. The window they're calling it HTC Windows Phone 8X and 8S. Uh, which actually look like really, really pretty nice, fancy, uh, fancy phones that are going to be up there with um, certainly the the 8x is going to be up there with with the best of them in terms of smartphones. Yeah, definitely. HTC have got a great um, build quality for sure. You know, the One X and, and that kind of thing. I'm a big fan of the um, the HTC um, design and build quality. Definitely, I think it's the closest thing to Apple. I think mm. definitely. Well, it's good. It's good to see that you know we're really, um, you know, we're seeing those top phones get get really close together in terms of uh, build quality, in terms of the you know the hardware and the software and and the designs. Uh, you know, we're not in a space where, you know, where we were a couple of years ago, where there was a huge big difference between what uh, what the vendors were doing. There's a lot more competition, uh, and there's not so much distance between them, is there? Yeah, it's great. Great to see the competition. I mean, you're practically sport for choice now if you want to go out and buy it top of the arranged smartphone now uh, a little word of warning wanted to share actually um, some of you may have heard about New Zealand's Post's new uh, shipping service called U-Shop uh, so this is a service where you can go online and uh, order products that wouldn't normally be available to for shipping to New Zealand and they've initially launched it in the US but uh, we've heard that they're expanding that um, to Europe as well and it allows you to go on to um, um, as I say, online, order some goods and have them shipped to an address that they give you in the US and then they will forward them to you here in New Zealand, which seems like quite a good way to get hold of some of those gadgets that are hard to find here in New Zealand or maybe haven't been released. The downside of it is is that um, our understanding is these are shipped by the US Postal Service and the US Postal Service will not ship uh, goods that include batteries, the lithium batteries, yeah, um, right, yeah. which we which we have in most of the gadgets <laughs> that you might like to order. Yeah. I think didn't they change it fairly recently so that um, they mustn't exceed a certain wattage? I'm not sure what oh, the correct really? term is. It's something. I oh, think that's a like good find, Emma. I hadn't heard that. Twenty. Twenty or between 20 or 100 or something ah okay so 20 um watt hours okay um or 100 watt hour per battery pack okay so it's 20 watt hours per cell or 100 watt hours per battery pack okay not knowing too much about my batteries but i think um yeah there was quite a lot of criticism of it so they've they've rectified it in the last couple of weeks i think so, mm. so you can get some items with, with those some batteries, but can not be all. sent through oh well, very good research thank you emma good find it's yeah, good to have, have somebody that's catching these things so um all right so you might be able to get away with that but the caution is m- check first and, and make sure you're aware because what I read when I first looked at it was that if anything uh, doesn't fit what they're allowed to ship, then it will end up in the bin, uh, which it probably doesn't end up in the bin. There'll be <laughs> somebody who's yeah. responsible for putting it in the bin. It by might not quite make it there if it's a bin, you mean fancy <laughs> new phone or laptop or something. So anyway, word of caution there. So, so yeah, be careful. Uh, but the, I guess the nice thing again is is that we're seeing more more of these products just available here, and we don't need to go through All extreme the, yeah. measures to uh, to, yeah. to track them down. Now, uh, lo- locally uh, today, actually, we've just heard about uh, new mobile wallet trial for uh, for Auckland. We've been talking 
I, I guess a lot over the past sort of six six to nine months around near field communications or NFC technology that we're seeing come through in a lot of smartphones. Uh, not the the one that we've been playing with here today, the uh, the new iPhone, but not, not uh, most iPhone. of the other high-end products are coming with this near-field communications. Uh, so it's good to see we've got uh, Telecom, Auckland Transport and uh, Westpac who have, uh, who have teamed, up, teamed up for this trial. Uh, so we'll keep a watch on that and we'll, uh, we'll let you know as we get a chance to, um, to have a little bit of a play with that and, uh, and we'll certainly re- report back on, uh, on what we think. Definitely, yeah. Uh, now, Samsung's uh, Galaxy S3, it's been out a few months now, uh, but it came out with um, Android 4.0, the ice cream uh, sandwich version, and uh, a lot of users, myself included, have been looking forward to the new uh, Android 4.1 uh, update, which brings it, to, uh, brings it to the Jelly Bean release, and we've just heard, uh, we heard overnight that uh, we should be seeing that uh, rolling out uh, from from now onwards in various markets around the world, uh, still waiting for feedback from uh, from Samsung in New Zealand in terms of when we're going to be able to get our hands on that here. I think um, the um, New Zealand version has to go through the carriers, does it? Gen- yeah, that's what we're generally seeing yeah. in the New Zealand market. So uh, it'll, it'll yeah. be it'll be interesting actually to see which which carriers can uh, push it out quick, can yeah. can deliver can deliver this quickly. Yeah. Uh, they all have different processes in place to actually go through and test it, and mm-hmm. then to do the customizations that um, the branding and make, yeah. yeah make make the update sort of relevant uh, to to them. So they have their own included apps and, and branding and so on, mm-hmm. as you say. But yeah, nice to see uh, Samsung rolling that out relatively quickly. Um, I mean, when was Jelly Bean announced? Was it June? Um, yeah, the so fir- the first uh, device we had was the um, the the, Nex- the Nexus, Nexus yeah. uh, Seven, which we brought back from the US, you know, maybe um, you know eight to ten weeks ago, uh, and yeah, so it's not it's not too far behind for uh, for this update. So yep. yeah, good good to see those Android updates speeding speeding up a little Definitely. bit. Definitely, I mean, I think that's pe- a lot of people's gripe with the the platform is is the slow updates and things like that. So yeah, that's great to see. So it's going to make the, the phone a lot more faster and responsive and, and offer a, a lot of different features as well? Is, is that the case? There, there, I mean, there's a few changes. It definitely is. A, it's, a, it's, it's a little bit um, slicker, I think, the... Um, the project the, the, better. The, the, the 4.1 um, release. Yeah, it's got the, um, the, the so-called project butter, which, um, you know, allegedly makes it super smooth. Um, there's also the Siri kind of equivalent, Google Now, um, and that's included in the 4.1. Um, they're, they're a couple of a couple of the main ones. And things like blocking mode for screening calls as well on the phone was one of the features that I was reading about online. And a pause function for the camera. These are all things you can get just by by getting jelly. By getting the update, yeah. So it, I mean, it's nice to see those updates, you know, pushing through. Mm-hmm. And you know, w- with the Galaxy S3, we've seen. You know, it isn't just the raw Google operating system. It has got extra bits and pieces on top that already do some cool things. And that's what causes um, the, the delay, really, with the update. Yeah, that, yeah. That, so that makes a little bit more of a challenge for them to get, yeah. for them to get it out the door. But uh, yeah, turning it around quickly like this is is great, and getting access to those those new features. I don't think anyone who's who's you know shelled out for that phone is going to complain about getting an operating system right. um, update at, at that sort of pace, as yeah, long as it doesn't I mean, take too long to get through our local carriers. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's great. Yeah. Um, now, what else have we got going on? Um, there was a phone released somewhere last week, wasn't there, Paul? Really? Um, not sure. Oh, 
yes possibly yes um so yeah this the the iphone 5 we we had a play with it last night um at the nz tech podcast hq um and we've got it here today um Look, it's looking really. Uh, I mean, we would have a bit of a play around with it. The, the the first thing that that caught me when I picked it up was just how light how light it feels. Yeah, and everybody I've I've showed it to you know colleagues at work and other other people. That's you know literally the first thing everybody says is how light it is compared to the 4s. What was your first take, Emma? I thought it was very sexy looking. Actually, I really like the iPhone style anyway, and I think the iPhone 5 just looks so good. I love that sort of brushed. Look. The kind of industrial design yet. I'm a big mm. fan yet. And definitely very lightweight as well, as yep. you said. And and I I was very, very interested when I first heard about the, the you know, the the dock um and the, all the issues mm. to do with the connector. A different, different connector, yeah. Yeah. And that's still a little bit of a challenge, isn't it, Paul? There's no uh, nowhere to get cables yet. We're, yes, we're hearing there'll be a few um, weeks delay on uh, on the new um, don't ca- um, spare cables and the like. Don't lose the cable that comes in the box. Uh, let's put it that way. Um, so currently on Apple Online, there's there's a four week delay just to get some um, spare connectors. Um, but uh, hey, you know that's the price you pay, I guess, um, for being an early adopter. Um, so we'll just wait for those to trickle through into New Zealand. Um, battery life not a problem at all. So you're not going to need the connector. I like to have one with me everywhere the battery life you so shouldn't you shouldn't need it right you shouldn't need it at all no it's because um, we've got a considerable sort of jump in in battery life that they've talked about uh, what's been your experience you know when you plug it at, you know presuming you charge it every night yeah. what how low are you managing to uh, so how much battery is the most you've managed to use with your excessive uh, playing around <laughs> with it over the over the last few days so the first day i got like an hour <laughs> no, no um so basically with the 4s I, I could cruise through a day you know and I, it would be ready to put on the charger you know as soon as i got in at night kind of six o'clock but um i'm getting to 10 or 11 o'clock at night and it's still got 20 30 percent left in it um and all this is obviously without the lte 4g technology um so yeah i guess the challenge is when when the lte or 4g uh, networks launch yeah uh, as they have done in australia and, and us and other parts of the world um the 4g networks use a lot more uh, a lot more juice don't they so yes that's uh, right, yeah. being being here with just a 3g network actually in this case is a real advantage exactly, because yeah, yeah. you're you're definitely getting uh, getting an improved battery life yeah definitely and it's not like um we've got you know a lame 3g network the telecom um, 3g network is excellent um you're still getting great download speeds Obviously, nothing compared to LTE. Um, well, we've seen some pretty impressive figures uh, from LTE. I saw yep. one of the listeners who's saw uh, earlier, yeah. based in Australia uh, sent sent a sent a tweet that we we, we shared around this morning, uh, and he was getting uh, thirty megabits up and down yep. on uh, on the Telstra network. Yeah, um, but amazing. I mean, we've seen some pretty good speeds here on uh, on on Vodafone's uh, network in particular yep. with their uh, j- um, new dual carrier. Uh, performance, which you know potentially has a you know a, um, a speeds of up to forty two megabits, but in, I mean real world we're certainly seeing between you over de- ten. Yeah, um, def- definitely into double figures. Um, yeah. and now even on the three G network, you should mm. you mm. should definitely see some uh, much improved speeds on the Vodafone network. Definitely, yeah. Yep, and pretty good speeds on Telecom too, right? Telecom for me have always been really really good. Um, this is this new iPhone is actually is, is getting much faster download speeds. Um, in and around Auckland, nine, ten megabytes a second, which is, you know, great. 
megabits megabits even yep. yeah yeah <laughs> megabits mp yeah yeah, yeah. but that, so, that, yeah, that's pretty snappy yeah yeah that's great yeah mm. and what about some of the features like the camera i didn't have a chance to have a look at the camera was that something which has been vastly improved so the cameras had slight improvements um it's the same eight megapixel camera um they have made improvements in other areas of the camera um to improve it slightly i don't think coming from a 4s which was already a great camera um i don't think you're going to notice the difference too much there is a lot of um iphone 5 versus 4s photos comparisons online and um although the iphone 5 is the clear kind of winner there it, there's not much in it at all so it's th not a huge reason to upgrade you know I guess in that, I mean, in that space, we're, we're going to have to wait a few months to really see what the best phone is on the market because we're hearing uh, quite a bit about this new Nokia Lumia 9, 920. In fact, when yeah. I w visited uh, both Vodafone and Telecom stores over the weekend to, uh, uh, to try and hear a little bit about what their launch plans were, uh, what I was surprised at in, in both stores, they were, they were talking about this new uh, uh, Nokia uh, Lumia 920, yeah. and uh, you know ha how it will be a bit of a challenger to the iPhone 5 yeah. with its high resolution screen and and some of the things we're hearing about the camera, the, the pure view, yeah. camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that sounds quite cool. Yeah, this, I mean it's a great time to be in the smartphone uh, smartphone consumer. There's just you just can't keep up with it. You know, there's every three three or four months is a top of the range handset coming out. Have you gone out and bought your adapter for the connector yet? No, I am going to bite the bullet and get rid of all my old connections. I haven't got too many accessories, which I think is people's main gripe. Not so much the cables. I think people's main gripe is the kind of speakers, the docks, um, although I have got the old connector in my car, which is a bit of a pain. Um, so I may have to get an adapter for that. But I think people's main gripe is the accessories themselves. Apparently, if you've got a BMW or a Mini then um, having an adapter won't make any difference at all. It, it won't work. Apparently. It just those won't two, work. Yeah, no, not in those two cars. Apparently the adapter, you lose all um, kind of bl uh, Bluetooth audio controls from the, the car kit and you have to resort to skipping tracks actually on the phone yourself and things like that. For, from a consumer's point of view, I do think it is quite important though because I was actually on the weekend looking at, um, you know, I went into Harvey Normans and was looking at buying a, a new sort of stereo system and then I was thinking, oh, well, actually, I also would quite like to get my hands on an iPhone 5 in the coming months. Do I really want to be buying this now? Where am I going to get the adapter from? I mean, it, you, you do have to think about these things. And it's not that nice having a device with a with a chunky adapter sitting on top of it and then your phone is. It's not yeah. the ideal. You want to get something yeah, that's, exactly, that's customised yeah. for it. So yeah. I guess we'll see those over the, you know, leading up to Christmas, we'll see a whole lot of things that are designed for I the iPhone it's 5. It's great for the um, third-party um, manufacturers of the accessories. It's like starting the whole thing again. Yeah, you know, they, they can, you know, they can, they yeah, can sell, sell it all over fill, again. Fill the other ones can yeah. end up in landfill, right? It's yeah. got to be good for the... <laughs> Uh, for the planet. Yeah. <laughs> and gadget lovers to go out and buy a whole new range of well we're, we're always looking for <laughs> excuses aren't we yeah so uh so that's that's kind of helpful in some ways that um yeah not not in others so um one of the things that stood out to me and there's quite a few new features around um the new uh, ios operating system now paul this is a, this obviously comes with the iphone 5 but it's also available for uh, existing iphone 4s and iphone 4 but not for the 3 um gs or that's or correct. earlier correct yeah that's correct yeah um so and also the iPod Touch, uh, just the last, the yep. most recent generation. That's had the iOS 6 update, yeah. Yeah, yep. 
So um, basically, I think this is the first time I can recall there isn't a single thing software-wise the new iPhone can do that the 4S can't. I mean, previously, the 4, you could do FaceTime. With the 4S, you had Siri. Um, Apple haven't included one standalone software feature that's only available on the 5. Um, so that's the first time I can recall that um, happening. And I guess it's going to get more and more like like that uh, in the future as we see the you know the specifications sort of start to uh, you know smooth off a little bit. Uh, there's not nece- necessarily. I mean, what? Um, yeah, exactly. What else could they have included? You know. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, iOS six is just iOS six. I mean, um, Apple's come come under a little bit of criticism saying they haven't changed the OS um, since two thousand and seven. Um, it kind of still looks the same. It's the same kind of icons. Um, obviously, they've added heaps of features over the last five or six years. Um, but when you kind of look at it and compare, it does look the same. So so what, what are your thoughts on that? Is Apple going to make a sort of a wholesale change? Uh, do they need to? You know, they're still selling, you know, huge numbers of products. We found out today from Apple that... You know, they reached uh, a sales of five million over that opening weekend, sort of you know Friday through Sunday, I guess. Uh, and they had pre-orders, you know, prior to prior to launch of, of two million. That's that's great. Uh, I mean, there's a yeah, I mean, know, as a manufacturer, um, as a manufacturer, why would you change anything? You know, people are queuing for days on end to get hold of your product, and why would you change anything? Um, I guess they'd have to see quite a sharp decline in. In numbers before they revamped the whole operating system. Um, well, we're certainly not seeing that at the stage, yeah, exa- are we? Exactly. Yeah, and I, mean, and I think that's fairly fairly unlikely anytime soon yeah. for uh, you know for for that to happen. Yeah. You know, th- uh, you know, we we talked about the the um, you know the hardware and and I guess the software too now getting um, you know quite similar in terms of functionality and features when we when we look at the the top end products from from each vendor. Yeah. Uh, and you know we're now really in a time where it comes down to what's your preference and whether you go for an iPhone or an Android phone exactly or you know some of these new Windows phones you're going to end up with a you know a very very capable phone uh, with lots and lots of software functionality with a very similar feature set yeah and then you know comes down to well what do you like uh, are there apps that you really need that are on one platform and and not another in which case ios is usually the one that stands out because it's got so many more apps um are there any other sort of parts that are important to that um that picture in terms of making a well i think decision? i think nowadays as, as we spoke about yesterday you don't just buy the phone you're kind of buying into the whole um ecosystem where i think you know apple have got that sewn up um you know, you can criticize the software in places, but as far as content, apps, iTunes, hardware, software, the whole package is concerned, I think Apple have got that sewn up. You know, you might not be in love with the operating system, but then again, all you've, it's got all your favorite apps and things like that. Um, you've got your iTunes, you know, so um, I think Apple have got it sewn up as the, as the complete package. But um, with iOS, the release of iOS 6, people know now from previous releases from apple this that's about it for another year you know um this is all you're going to get for another year so i think this is a great chance for google to you know really innovate and and take a real good shot at them you know because i think you know ios 6 that that's it for a year now you won't see anything new really you'll see minor tweaks so um great chance for google to come up from behind Mm. one thing they should be tweaking is their new maps feature 
that's not going down well at all, is it? <laughs> no, if uh, anyone's uh, looked up um, as as I as I did when I downloaded iOS six last week, uh, looked up the uh, Auckland station. Um, that came to quite a strange spot out in the middle of the uh, in the yeah. harbour. It's, um, it's come under so much uh, criticism over the last few days on 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 Twitter and, uh, and other places and blogs. Um, so is that is that fair criticism? Um, what can you say? Um, I mean, should Apple have done better with this? It's obviously I, I, a calculated risk they've taken to, yeah. to dump Google Maps, which has been working well for a long time for them. Yeah, and you know, to to sort of go go it alone as as it were and. Um, I think they've been a bit risky releasing it as it is. Um, they've really kind of sacrificed the user experience um, just to get Google off the OS, you know, just to get the maps off there. They've really sacrificed the user experience. Um, I'm not a big maps user, so I haven't got an issue personally. Um, but, you know, the new maps, you've lost the transit, you've lost the walking directions, the, the street view, everybody's favorite street view. Um, all those features are gone. Um, I know Apple released a statement over the weekend or late last week saying, you know, this is just the beginning and the more you use it, the better it will get. Well, apparently they're assembling a team right now to to work on some of these issues and I think maybe they might just be poaching one or two staff along the way from, you know, Google Maps. I I hear they're um, working quite hard to come up with a team. But I think it is a problem when Timaru Airport is in Maryvale. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and That's things a like slight, that. slight issue, yeah. And you've got Japan and China arguing over these islands, and what what does um, um, Apple go and do? Well, it puts both up. At, it puts. That two was pretty sets entertaining, wasn't up. it? Yeah. I mean, just so topical and, and relevant after what's been going on, and then I think I mean that that was just amusing. They're sourcing the data from so many different services. Um, you know, there's just not one provider. And I was reading an interesting article just a couple of hours ago. Um, at one point, Google had 7,000 employees working on Maps. Um, you know, and Apple, you know, they haven't got anything like that. Mm, so, mm. Um, you know, and people are saying Google Maps has been out for seven years and Apple Maps has been out for a week. So you've got to give it time. But, well, I mean, what can I say? If, if, you know, efficient maps with transit direction, street view, if they are a must-have for you, then you're not going to enjoy the Maps experience on iOS 6 iPhone 5 yet uh, but there are other ways to do your mapping you don't just have to yeah, use I'm the a big, you know, um, freebie uh, I use you know, the, I, built-in app I, for instance um, shelled out for the TomTom app um, a couple of years ago the TomTom mm. New Zealand app mm. and if I need to go anywhere with my phone that's the app I use mm. um, full Bluetooth directions in the car and, it, and it's never let me down mm. um, so that's my main source of maps if I use my phone um, but if you know if the full Google Maps experience is something that you must have um then it's probably not for you. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, Tom Tom came in for a little bit of um, stick as well over this one because uh, you know it's, it was uh, said that look, all this data comes from Tom Tom. It must be uh, must be their fault. Yeah. Now, I, w- I thought, well, I'm I'm curious about this. Let Let's actually check it out. So, I um, I had one of the new Tom uh, Tom eight twenties to have a look at. Um, actually, it's been it's been sitting there for a few weeks, and I hadn't had a chance to um, to spend much time with it. So I thought, all right, now's the time to get in and and uh, plug in a um, plug in plug it in in the car and uh, and try it out. Uh, and I'm actually reminded because I used to use one of these all the time. Reminded actually how good it is to have a GPS in the car rather than uh, just your phone and having it on all the time. 
uh, you don't even necessarily need to put your destination in, but you know roughly where you're going, and you know when you look at it, it's coming up with all the streets nearby, and yeah. um, it's, it was yeah, very good experience. Um, but the the uh, thing about getting to my office, I tried that with um, uh, with uh, Google Maps and the route. Uh, sorry, with uh, with Apple's new maps, and the route that it picked was one that hasn't been possible for about six or seven years. Yeah. Uh, because at the top of my street, you can no longer turn turn uh, right into the um, um, uh, the street that connects to to uh, the street my office is on. And uh, so, yeah, Apple was saying no. So I thought, well, let's see what Tom Tom says. And yeah, Tom Tom was able to take me straight here via a, a, a correct um, direction. So um, I guess it, it, it's worth. Um, you know, letting uh, Tom Tom off the hook on that one—that all these issues aren't entirely uh, yeah, aren't entirely their fault, or may not be their fault at all. And you've only uh, got because to, um, their product seems to work really well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and you've only got to plug your Tom Tom in every you know couple of weeks, and you get all the updates. Whereas now you're reliant on Apple to release updates to the mapping system. You know, which I mean, wh- when is that going to happen? Um, you're just relying on Apple now, basically. Yep. That's true. Well, um, hey, in, in the software, there have been some good things, though. Let's um, you yeah. know, let, 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 so let, we'll let Apple <laughs> off the hook for, on the maps for a moment. Um, now, so the I, VIP email uh, stuff, I thought a very, very simple feature, yeah. uh, but quite cool that you can tag certain people a, as VIPs and then have that folder where you can uh, just see everything else filtered out, but you'll just see those messages from those uh, individuals. Yeah, and the whole, um, the whole iOS 6 um, operating system is kind of built on little little tweaks like that that are going to make your life a lot easier um the vip mail is, is as you say it's it's a great feature and um is anyone else doing that i don't think i've seen that on on android or on uh, you know windows phone both of those have got some unique things around how they uh they have they have a handle uh email probably more so on the windows uh phone side side with being able to uh pin folders and so on to the start screen uh but that to me seemed like a a, a unique that i hadn't seen before um, yeah, it's the first time I, I've seen it, definitely. Um, but yeah, it's very, very well integrated. Um, yeah, it's just just a just a great minor tweak um, from Apple that, that just makes things a lot easier. Yeah. yeah. So there's lots of those things through there, like the custom signatures. There's lots lots of little things floating around the OS. Um, the custom signatures, as you say, um, staying staying with the mail topic. There's the custom email signatures. Um, which Not a unique on iOS, but it's no, good that they've I brought know, that Android to the table. I know Android users are probably listening, same we had that years ago kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's great, great to see that kind of thing being added. Again, just a small tweak. Um, well, that's the nature of the space we're in now with this yeah. competitive space. You know, one product, one vendor's going to come out with a with a feature, and if people want it enough, then it'll probably end up on on the other platforms. Yeah. Uh, over time, I imagine. In, in most cases, there'll be some which will be heavily surrounded by patents, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure, uh, yes. <laughs> and it might be a bit more challenging. Uh, but, you know, that, that's uh, what, what we're seeing with these products come closer together. Yeah, uh, definitely. And they've got something called Passbook, haven't they, for, for vouchers and coupons? So Apple, not out of character, decided to ignore NFC and ignore the industry kind of standard almost, NFC, and go with their own solution. Which is something they do often. Um, so, so the NFC just allows you to sort of hold your phone up to a to a yep. point at a retailer, or as you, you know, walk through a, a turnstile yep. or whatever it is, you can just tap your phone on it. Yep, so, yep. what we're seeing from Apple is an on-screen app that puts what barcodes and, and things onto the onto the phone screen. Yeah, you're going to get a barcode. Um, um, let, let's think of an example. You know, like Air New Zealand, for example, you buy your ticket online. Um, they email you the ticket. 
you open it and it's opening your passport and then when you go to board the plane or something like that then you just scan it in um, the thing about the passport is it's very very easy easy for um, companies to integrate and start using um, it's basically almost a text file almost um, that can be sent to to your phone um, so a local coffee shop could send you a voucher yeah. over email that then if they've got the right technology yeah. in their premises they could scan that and you know you'd get whatever yeah. discount or it could be they could scan that and uh, you could have a virtual coffee card with them for instance where yeah. they'd keep track of every time you make a purchase they know that's you and, and they can uh, capture that that's right and, and that, that this is just the way Apple have chosen to go they've um, you know chosen to ignore NFC and and only time will tell how it plays out. Um, yeah, so we'll just have to wait, wait and see how, how, it, how it all turns out. Um, I think Passbox you know, is going to be incredibly easy for people to integrate into their businesses and things like that. Um, but, but yeah, we'll just have to see. Good, good. Oh well, it's um, it's nice to have new new excuses for using our gadgets. Exactly. Uh, so uh, that will that will just you know add to the list. I mean, of course, the likes of Air New Zealand and so on already have apps today yeah, that will bring that. up a boarding pass on the screen. Yep. So it's not something that you can't do today. Yep. In that case, I think the idea uh, behind it is to keep everything in one app from every kind of provider. You know, um, and you know, it's kind of your mobile wallet, your passport, mm. everything mm. in one app. Yeah. And we've got Facebook integration uh, finally. Yes, Facebook Woo-hoo. is now integrated at um, system level. Um, the best way to explain it would be exactly the same as they did with iOS 5 last year with Twitter. It's now um, system level, sign in into settings and Facebook away. Um, you can Facebook from anywhere in the OS. You just slide the screen down and, and away you go. So that was that was a big thing. I think they wanted to get that out for iOS five last year, but couldn't agree with Facebook on terms and things like that. So that's um, that's quite a big feature for iOS six. So do you think Facebook will be um, profiting well off this arrangement? And what do you, how I'm do you sure, think that works? I'm sure it was very mutually agreed. Yeah, um, I mean, it took them long enough to reach an agreement. So I'm sure everybody's going to do quite well out of it. Siri's a lot more interactive. As well. Siri has had some major improvements, however, not a whole lot of them um, are for New Zealanders. Uh, the movies, um, which is a great feature, but again, not for New Zealand. So how do you, how do you turn these features on if somebody wants to use them? I mean, I'm sitting across from yeah. from two uh, two palms. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the iPhone is does um offer more Siri capabilities in the um in the british market um, it does, yeah. h- how w- how would you switch across and take advantage of that or even uh you know the australian uh, settings where they've got more uh, more function functionality around Siri and so on i think um the main kind of thing that's not in new zealand yet is the local business search whereby you would um you know hey Siri take me to the nearest coffee shop and you'd be on your way. Right, so but there's not the moment, much you can do about that. But if at they the moment, all you get is, um, sorry, I can't search for local businesses in New Zealand. So again, we're a bit behind there. Okay. Um, however, I have noticed the things that it does do have become a lot more accurate. You know, Great. you want to do a search or ask it a question or things like that, they, they have become a lot more accurate indeed. It's also 
Bluetooth in the car now, which they didn't have before, which is working great. And so, have you have you used that? I mean, does it do uh, you know like we've seen on the Windows Phone where it reads out text messages and you reply and so on? Is it now offering it does, that? It does do that. Um, check messages, uh, check email, send email, send message. I think you've just got to be quite specific about your commands. Great. So, yeah. c- can you have it read your email to you as you drive to work? Um, it will read your messages, but not email yet. It will. Okay. It will say you have one email from Paul Spain. However, it will say um, you have one. And that's when you just say delete, delete please. Or yeah. auto trash. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, but with messages, it will read them. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And anything else that sort of really, really stood out for you around the iPhone 5? I mean, you know, it is a really nice piece of hardware. I think it's unique in terms of its, uh, you know, its size and its weight yep. in the market. And, you know, we put it through, uh, you know, next to some of the other uh, smartphones that, that we've got. And it's definitely, um, you know, much smaller. Uh, the screen size, though, now at that 4-inch, I think, is, is, at, a, is at a point uh, where it would probably please most, most people. And I know yeah. we're seeing these bigger, you know, up to 4.8 and then, you know, the likes of the, um, the you Galaxy know, Note, Galaxy yeah, Note yeah. where we're, you know, <laughs> shooting past 5-inch screens, which uh, for most is probably a, a bit too much. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, how do you both like the hardware overall and, and the experience of it? Um, the hardware for me is the main selling point. It's, you know, it's just the, the nicest looking phone on the market by a long, long way. Um, it's very shiny, those shiny beveled edges. Shiny bezeled edges, yeah. Um, it's sort of almost as though there should be some little diamonds or something in there as well. Especially sort of especially in the white. It. I think the white's yes. a bit, yeah. <laughs> um, you got the girly model there. I did. Uh, we were short on options. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have it. <laughs> oh, um, sold. <laughs> I really like it as well. I suppose, uh, you know, appearances aren't everything, though. Particularly, you know, if you're a girl and you keep your iPhone in your handbag and it gets sort of scratched and bumped around a bit. And I have a very clunky-looking cover on my, my current iPhone just to protect it from you know clumsy fingers and dropping it but it does appeal straight away and i think that's what's going to be you know one of its biggest selling points it appeals to everybody yeah and and going back to the android kind of screen sizes if the you know if you're of the opinion the galaxy note is just kind of ridiculous and the s3 is just a bit too big but the 4s on the other hand um was a bit small i think you're going to find this just about right um it's still you can still kind of operate it in one hand but um, could could it be said now? You know, with the devices now becoming sort of so similar that no one would be too unhappy to have any of the top smartphones. If you you know if you couldn't have one and you had to have the other, yeah. I mean, you're going to be able to do the large majority of things exactly. on, on any of those top uh, all those your, top line devices. All your top kind of 100 apps, they've all got apps for multiple platforms now. There's no there's no waiting around. Look, like before it was you know first on ios and and you had to wait if you was an android user you know that's not the case now and in some cases even android get the apps kind of first um so, so windows phone's still a bit of a poor cousin on some of the apps though definitely, um, yeah, you know definitely. sitting back i mean i was a, a little bit surprised this uh, last week we heard that asb are launching their uh, their mobile app on windows phone they're excellent and, mobile you know, app, yeah. yeah and it's a very very good app but you know traditionally we've seen the big international apps come onto windows phone uh, but not always the, the the local things like a banking app. We've got Air New Zealand. There are lots and lots of New Zealand apps, to be fair, mm-hmm. uh, but none of the banks had released an app, and that's sort of starting to change. So maybe that's a sign of what we're expecting to see around this, uh, you know, this 8 version of, of, uh, of Windows, Windows Phone that um, 
because yeah. I think um, previously companies would just release an iOS kind of app and then they'd get a barrage of complaints. Where's the Android app? Where's the yeah. Android app? So now, you know, to um, to kind of counteract that, they're releasing for all platforms, mm. you know, fairly close together. So yeah. Well, it's, um, I mean, it certainly makes it easier for consumers Definitely. If, if the apps are coming across all the platforms. And I guess it's not that hard to develop for most of these platforms mm-hmm. now, the types of apps that we see from banks and airlines and 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 the like yeah um yeah it's fair to say that they're they they can all afford to do it anyway definitely yep yep there's some talented developers in new zealand so keeping it local so that's great Mm. oh that's good now how about getting hold of uh of the iphone 5 now of course you know we do have the option of of jumping on a plane and uh, going and picking one up from a a store in a a foreign land that happens to have some stock yes Uh, but that's going to be somewhat more difficult here in new zealand there's going to be nowhere on friday that's not Apple, is it? <laughs> no, that's Apple to call, calling to say they've got a box of iPhones out the front and um, can we let them in? And then we <laughs> woke up. <laughs> right. Uh, no, but we, 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 um, availability of the iPhone 5 here in New Zealand, we're not going to be able to walk into a store on Friday and just and just pick one up unless you're willing to uh, to sign a contract, right? Yeah, th- th- that's right. I mean, basically we had final confirmation today from the telcos, even though we kind of knew it already. There's just absolutely no way on Friday you're going to be able to go into a store and buy one off contract or um, outright or even prepay. You could be an existing prepay customer and they won't sell you one. Um, Not even on a 12-month term. Um, It's going to have to be a new sign-up for 24 months before you can walk out the door with one. and that's so how popular are they going to be in that case because that cuts a lot of people uh, that cuts a lot of people out but I mean there is also an audience that are, that will do anything to have the the, the newest of whatever their favorite gadget is and yeah exactly uh, I mean the I've iPhone sits at the top of that list usually in ex- terms of popularity exactly I mean uh, I've heard stories over the last couple of days of people they're happy to go in and buy on a 24-month contract and cancel the contract as soon as they walk out the store, basically, you know, phone up. The costs incurred on that are quite high, but as you say, people will do it. So it might cost them $1,600 um, in cancellation fees or something for some of those done top, some, top ones? <laughs> we've done some calculations, and you could probably do it for around 1450 um minimum. But for a th- $1,049. Yeah. So you're paying um, kind of three three fifty over. Fine, yeah. 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 Um, so I have heard um, some talk of people going to do that um which is the only way they're going to get one you know outright on launch day um so how popular is it going to be i think it's going to be extremely popular and there's also a limited supply more limited than usual so those two combined are going to make it um pretty much a sellout on day one i think and it's very good timing to launch here they, you know they seem to uh you know launch around this time of year or not not too not too far off i think the trick with apple is they want to get in october time get all the initial supply um problems out the way get it into everybody's hand and then they've got the, the christmas season coming up whereas if they released it in november december you wouldn't be able to get one at christmas because it would still mm. be back ordered um uh- I think this is where the staggered launch works as well sometimes because there has been so much talk about it in the last week or so and you've got you know places like the US selling out immediately. Yeah. So the very fact that you have to wait a few days and then get your hands on here I can I can definitely see people camping outside, you know, the stores overnight. I think personally so they're mad. <laughs> but aren't you going to be there? Well, I might go down and then and see who's actually brave enough to do it but i won't be camping out myself no right okay 
I, th- so. I think there'll be a few diehards this year, definitely, um, mm. getting there from early hours and, and things like that. Um, although we have got the midnight launch, the midnight launch is available from yeah, 12.01am. 12.01am uh, from both of the main telcos. So Vodafone have got, um, this is up on the uh, iPhoneNewZealand.co.nz website. Yep, everything's um, up on there. So you've got, for anyone wanting to check out around the plans and those details, they'll find all of that there. Yeah, that's um, all on there. And But um, you've got listings of the stores, right? Yeah, the stores are, so we'll start with Vodafone. This is going to be 12.01am Friday. So it's going to be uh, Vodafone HQ, 20 Viaduct Harbour. That's obviously in Auckland. Uh, 358 Lambton Quay, Lambton Quay in Wellington. Westfield Rickerton Shopping Centre in Christchurch. And 267 George Street, the Meridian Centre in Dunedin. They're all going to be opening at 12.01am um, for to sell the new iPhone on day one. Um, I've been to one of those uh, in the South Island. I was down there uh, for, I think, the iPhone 4 launch. and um, the, the botched. And, but anyway, sorry, sorry to those guys that uh, have to do it down there because it's so cold at this time of year yep. still. And, um, yeah, midnight. A bit dangerous a bit to chilly. do it downtown as well with people who've had a few drinks maybe and they're on the way home and suddenly it's a really good idea <laughs> going <laughs> and buy one. Our, our, um, our guy in Sydney, he had to brave a few drunks, I think, um, while he was uh, kind of camped out. <laughs> um, so moving on to telecom. Um, all the telecom stores will be opening at 9am, as will the Vodafone, to sell the iPhone 5. Um Telecom, again, they've got three stores opening at 12.01 a.m. They are 167 Victoria Street, Auckland, 42 uh, Willis Street, Wellington, and Rickerton Mall, Christchurch. Um, Telecom have issued a few more rules than Vodafone, but we're presuming they're going to be the same kind of thing. Doors open 12.01 a.m. Um, Telecom have an, a limit of one per customer only. Um, and again, 12-month plans, open term, and prepaid sales will definitely not be initially available um, from telecom and uh, we're hearing that it could could even be weeks before uh, before we can get our handset so w- i guess what everyone's interested in is when is the uh, apple online store going to open up because they will usually sell uh well they, they won't sell a con- you know a device on contract uh, but that hasn't opened yet but we would expect that to happen uh, if there's not going to be any pre-orders which it's sort of starting to look that way yeah. that at least on friday you'll be able to go online and and order a uh, order a phone uh friday and have it delivered to you Hopefully, uh, yeah, reasonably so quickly, but but who knows? So from memory, I think early hours on the actual launch. If a pre-order hasn't gone up by now, it's early hours on launch day on Apple Online. Twelve oh one a.m. sort of thing. Yeah, I think previously it's been about one or two. You get the tw- you get the Apple stories down at, at midnight, and then mm. you, you obviously sit there waiting and refresh. Um, oh, do you? Is that what you do? Apparently, people <laughs> do that. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about that. No. Um, no. So we'll yeah, that those guys should have it up um, on Friday, early hours. Um, uh, our our advice would be if you, if you wanted to buy one um, off contract, to is would be to order on Apple Online um, as quickly as you can. And Apple Online are great. You can cancel your order right up until it's been dispatched. So if Vodafone or Telecom got them in and sold them you know off contracts um in the next couple of weeks before your apple order shipped you could go ahead and cancel that so if you wanted to nice buy to have options yeah definitely yeah. They're, yeah. they're really good they'll cancel your order right up until it's left the door so good now one uh well a couple of last last little snippets of news uh as we finish up uh orcon have uh, just announced unlimited new unlimited um internet and calling plans so for 99 dollars uh 
you've got a so-called unlimited uh, amount of data that you can download as well as unlimited uh, calling to landlines in New Zealand now small print um, there is always small print so they're gonna you know uh, kick you off if you are too excessive but I did have some communications with them around well you know how much is too excessive is it 200 gigs which is the plan I'm on now with my ultrafast broadband is it you know 500 is it a, a terabyte worth of data or two terabytes uh, and they said they're expecting people to, to, to be able to download a lot. Um, they will move those people that go onto this plan into a separate uh, data allocation. So those people that are on the unlimited plan won't be able to impact the performance of people that aren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're, they're hoping to keep it at a, at a pretty reasonable performance level. And they're not, you know, their aim isn't to be kicking, you know, lots of people off it. But uh, I guess if people as they do with these plans jump onto the plan just so you can download 24 7 and uh, you know um go go crazy go nuts with it then that's the sort of person that is likely to be kicked off but uh if you're using it you know on a um i guess a slightly closer to normal type basis then in in theory uh they won't that's certainly what they're saying at the moment you're always going to get that kind of minority that just leave their computers running 24-7 just because they can, you know. And just downloading, yeah, just downloading everything, everything, everything and can. anything purely mm. because they can, you know. But, um, yeah, great to see from Orcon, definitely. So, yeah, and what we've heard is that's available on um, ADSL connections as well as ultra-fast broadband. So, um, yeah, that, that's that's pretty cool. Um, we'll definitely be is that uh, the first, is hoping that the to try that out. I mean, we have had these types of plans in New Zealand before, and there are others that, that provide them on a limited basis. Telecom did this five years ago before you know, ki- killing it off. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be interested to see you know what happens when the rubber meets, meets the road and, it, and it's actually happening. Uh, but yeah, good on Orcon for uh, for giving this a go again. Anyway, definitely. Um, now the other thing I noticed, uh, we talked about Sony. Uh, I think earlier with the new uh, PlayStation Ultra Slim coming through. Uh, something I found on their website that I had missed is they've launched this personal 3D viewer, uh, twelve hundred dollars, and uh, basically you uh, plonk this on your on your head, um, and uh, you it's basically uh, I guess a, a wearable screen. And um, you've got the two, uh, you know, a screen in front of each eye, so they're able to do the uh, do the 3D. Uh, it's um, HD 720p uh, resolution uh, with these OLED uh, screens and some sort of virtual um, uh, surround sound, so it will sound as though you've got full uh, full surround. Uh, yeah, twelve hundred dollars. I thought that's not um, that's not not too uh, not too shabby. Um, yet to try it out so I don't quite know what the experience is like we did try some of these things at uh, CES in, in Vegas earlier on in the year um, so we'll try and get our hands on and, and report back on that one but um, kind of fun if you're a gamer and you you know you don't want to buy a, a hundred inch screen but you'd like the experience of the bigger screen or of a big projector that you know fills up your entire vision yeah, that, carry on Emma yeah. I was going to say I think if you don't mind looking slightly ridiculous wearing one but then you know that's what I was going to say it's just you playing a game it's probably not That's so it. much of an issue. That sounds like it's reasonably priced, and uh, yeah, they, they could go down well. Mm. So, uh, so we'll we'll let you know um, if we can get our hands on on some of those. The at the moment it says on um, the Sony site that uh, limited stock available. So I'm I'm not quite sure what that whether that means there's one or a thousand floating around in the country. But uh, we'll try and give it a go and report back. Well, I think that's us. We've got through uh, most of the topics, so um, thank you, Emma, and thank you, Paul, for uh, for joining us. Thanks for having us on this episode. Now, where can we uh, where can we track you down, Paul? Um, on Twitter, 
Yeah, you can track me down on Twitter at POHQ or Paul on iPhone New Zealand. Excellent. So it's now how do we how do we find that online? Just just spell it out for us, the website. <laughs> the strange spelling. So www.iphonewzealand.co.nz New Zealand. Excellent. We well, the person who came up with the name we really quite like it. <laughs> awesome. And uh, Emma, you're on you're on Twitter as well. I'm on Twitter at Emma Branham is um, my tag. Also, you can catch me on tv 3s morning show First Line um, quite a few times a week, but particularly on a Thursday for Tech Bites. Thursday's the sort of the focus with the all the all the techie cool stuff, right? All the juice and the robots and all those exciting things. You love your robots, don't you? I do. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'm going to get an invite to go to DARPA and check out all the amazing military um, contraptions that they keep dreaming up. Cool. All right. Well, um, thank you both for joining us. Uh, you can, of course, uh, catch me online. Uh, Twitter is at Paul Spain. Uh, my main blog is techjungle.com. And uh, you can find the NZ Tech Podcast at nztechpodcast.com. And we're NZ Tech Podcast also on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, so thanks, everybody. We will catch you again uh, next week. Lots more uh, exciting things to chat about uh, no doubt and hopefully we've had a bit more time on the um, uh, the iPhone and we've got a, a few more snippets on some of these other upcoming uh, smartphones updates and um, lots more gadget and tech news so thanks for joining us thanks, see Paul. ya